Welcome to Skyfire Comics, a live play podcast using the Icon Superpowered RPG system. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy playing. If you like us, give us a rating or leave us a comment. And now, Skyfire Comics, where heroes live. New Van City has its share of heroes, yet none are as mysterious as those that make up the team Floor 13. In issue one of Skyfire Comics, Floor 13, Character Creation. So, Hector, Hector Tornado. Hector... Hector Tornado? Uh, his name is Lazarus Lichman. Uh, so, in... in in the seventies, oh gosh, he wrote a story, guys. Get yeah, ready. excellent. In the seventies and eighties, Skyfire Comics uh, published an ant- horror anthology series called yeah. "Harrowing Horror from Beyond," and uh, it was notable amongst horror comics for having uh, reoccurring characters and uh, the 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 evil cultists, which I think I can't remember what they're called now. They're like the the um, lizard people. No, no, it wasn't the lizard people. It was. Uh, like the evil mastermind club or something like that. Oh yeah, Phil. No, no. EMM. Was it the evil? One sec, I'll see if I can find it on the wiki. Yeah, I can't. Evil mental masters or something. Something like that. Yeah, uh, they they kidnapped them. Uh, that they were one of the reoccurring like villains in this horror anthology series, and and Lazarus Lichman got his like his story of how he he was kidnapped as a baby who grew up and realized that death was the only way out of this evil cult so he died and um anyway they in the 80 late 80s or late 90s and early aughts they uh resurrected the line as an imprint called beyond comics and it was a supernatural uh they focused more on supernatural stories rather than horror but it was intended for mature readers and they brought back a lot of these characters um and they they they, they cross brought back Lazarus Lichman and they you know developed his ghostly powers and gave him uh, his moniker and uh, they also uh, got gave him a skeleton body in the pale <laughs> grave of Lazarus Lichman's story arc. <laughs> um, anyways, and then cut to modern times comics. Uh, the secret singularity crossover event happens, right? And uh, at the end of the Secret Singularity, the main like Secret Singularity series, the, it was revealed that the 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 narrator is actually the ghostly, the future Lazarus Lichman talking about the events from the, the as they in the past, and thus bringing all the characters and stuff from Beyond Comics into the mainline Skyfire universe. What a twist. That's that's the story of Lazarus Lichman and its Skyfire Cups. It's like a Shia Malahan movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, is uh, Ectornado, uh, like, is Lazarus a secret identity? Lazarus Lichman is his, uh, his, 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 he was, he was he's never named. He, had, okay. he never had a name, so he, he gave himself... This is what he, he's known as. And is he always in sort of power mode? 
Does he always look a certain way, or does so, he look... No, he's like dead, he, yo. Yeah, no, he's a skeleton. So, <laughs> does he have the ability to walk, like, amongst people as a costume, or... No, he's, okay. uh, he, 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 he's, he's, he's ectoplasm. Yeah. And the thing about ectoplasm is that um, they can't, can't physically touch the world, except for ectoplasm is what animates our living bodies so he was better just to animate his dead body so he's just a skeleton um <laughs> to most people and at night sometimes there's a faint like ghostly green hue to it like a misty kind of thing but most of the time it's just a he's just a, a walking skeleton man so we don't see the ectoplasm no unless you can see like supernatural yeah etc and then um his and his his he has he has a astral projection so he 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 carries around one of those old doctor bags you know those leather and he like stands in it and then he just like falls apart and all his bones go into the, the bag and, then, and then he goes and he's like a uh this is clatter yeah. he also um he also doesn't he only speaks telepathically to people because he has to or because he, he has well he has he has the power but he also has no vocal cords so uh so sometimes he moves his jaw to like help sell the, the illusion. <laughs> sometimes he's like just like, and people find it kind of disconcerting. Like his whole his whole I can't imagine weird, why. <laughs> his whole weird Does he wear a top you hat? You don't say. Uh, no, I was thinking he wear he wears like like a bowler hat and like a like a big coat. Oh, I was watching. picturing Abe Lincoln. Yeah, <laughs> pipe. <laughs> Bowler hat works well. Moira, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah. So, Moira used to be in a, la- a relationship with uh, Tess Stevens, the amazing Tissaphone. Um, also, Tess doesn't age because she's a god, obviously. Uh, Moira met Tess a long-ass time ago, like probably in the 20s, when they were both in their 20s. You know, which they both still are because... Moira had all these issues. She's uh, she's originally from Romania. And she had this, like, tragic experience in her childhood where she was ice skating on a pond and the pond broke and she fell into the pond and was, like, dying in the pond. And her parents pulled her out, but her parents died trying to save her. So she was, like, an orphan. And all of her life is messed up because of the traumatic experience with the ice and losing her entire family. Um... And so, when Tess meets her, they're both uh, uh, lawyers, science lawyers, or medicine science lawyers. When Tess meets her, like, they obviously fall in love, and Tess is like, well, I have all these magical psychic powers, I'm going to try to help heal you, I'll teach you some techniques to, to get past all this trauma, and obviously, like, supernatural techniques. And, uh, it messes Moira up. Something fierce. Like, she tries to use it, and it goes all wrong and sideways, and instead of helping her, like, get past her family trauma, instead it just turns her into an ice vampire. Oh. And she's all kinds of messed up. As you up. do. Wah, wah. <laughs> And she like she uh, she isn't she isn't right after that, and their relationship falls apart. <laughs> Again, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, and their relationship falls apart, and she turns really dark, not like evil, but just like dark. 
and she decides that she's going to take her power and right the wrongs of the world in her own twisted manner. And also the magical powers sort of like mess her up and that she now doesn't age either. So she's been at this since like the late 1920s, quietly (laughs) on the streets, righting wrongs, secretly hating and loving Tess and the same for Tess. And it's all sorts of messed up relationship there. And that's, that's most of her story. So she, um, she can drain people's energy with her ice. Also, she dresses really awesomely. She's like, kind of like edgy goth all the time, but with like a 1920s flair because she never really let go. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, Mike, who are you playing? I'll be playing Minora, the (laughs) (laughs) anti-villain. Who's who's Minora, the anti-villain? She's champion level. Is that okay? Yeah. Or we have to do backups? No. Okay. Um... She is the 7,000-year-old reincarnated Valkyrie slime hunter from an unnamed angel dimension. <laughs> That's a business card. <laughs> <laughs> um, she first appeared... Oh, I didn't think about any of this. She first appeared in issue 17 of the indomitable Slime King, who used to be a hero, um, but he, in issue 15, became evil because he was infected by some slime goo. <laughs> some, <laughs> some swamp goo. Some other slime. <laughs> some other slime. A different color Some swamp slime. goo. Um, yeah, a different color. Yeah, it was red. It was red. <laughs> and, uh, was everybody knows slime should be green. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, that's the good slime color. That was the, the slogan red on the bottom of the comic. Everybody, everybody knows slime, slime should, should be green. green. <laughs> Giant letters. Green. <laughs> Um, and then, so then in issue, fi- what did I say? 15 she appears? Mm-hmm. Sure. In issue 15, the big reveal is that the entire time it's been happening in another dimension. It was never actually on Earth. That's why there were no crossovers with other comics. Um, and we, we reveal that they're actually on this angel dimension. And he escapes to Earth, so Minora, who had been hunting him, comes to Earth to kill him. She kills him in issue 1, but then her, of or sorry, in issue 16. Um, but then she's trapped on Earth, so she tries to make the best of it, and all she's ever known is hunting slimes, so she tries to start hunting slimes on Earth, but there aren't any slimes, so she... (laughs) she, (laughs) She's like, where's the slime? (laughs) She realizes that, uh, after browsing social media, she realizes that the closest thing to slimes on on our Earth is lawyers, (laughs) so she decides that she's going to become the most ruthless businesswoman in the entire... Uh, dimension of of Earth that she mm-hmm. thinks. Um, so she becomes. Uh, she studies. She goes to night school. But Moyer becomes... is a lawyer. No, yeah, Menorah is not a lawyer. <laughs> oh yeah, so we're gonna hate each other. <laughs> so uh, she becomes a ruthless businesswoman and ascends the corporate ladder. Um, I think she was a lawyer. I don't think she is anymore. I mean, I don't think she can hold it together enough to. So after dedicating years of her life to becoming rich and powerful, she. She suddenly, uh, well, not suddenly, but she eventually realizes that that's wrong, that lawyers aren't actually slimes. <laughs> not real slimes, it's just a metaphor. She doesn't understand metaphor or sarcasm. Um, yeah, so she's still on her quest to destroy villains. So because she has a problem with sarcasm and metaphor, she calls herself the anti-villain. Um, her power is her magical 
high-tech sword, which is a nullification sword, um, which can change into other items because she has the gadget arsenal power. Uh, it's just it's just a uh, high-tech piece of gadgetry that resembles magic. That's pretty much her whole thing. Can cool. I, That's it. Can I please interject that in the issues after she's defeated the slime and she's on Earth trying to defeat other slimes, can there be a scene where she goes to Love Rea Tar Pits and tries to fight the Tar Pit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brown slime? What? <laughs> it comes in so many colors here. This is obviously unnatural. <laughs> I don't even know. Green is the only good slime. Although, villain idea, reanimated saber-toothed tiger corpses covered in tar. Oh, yeah. Make a note of that. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, citizens. We wanted to let you know about other great podcasts on the Cometist Network, like Roll to Hit and the Epic Nitpick. You can find them at thecometist.com. Follow the GM on social media at thegmtim, or hit up his website, thegmtim.ca. And now, back to the show. Uh, Vigo Voss, uh, born in somewhere in Russia. Where's a good place in Russia? Petersburg. Moscow? Moscow. <laughs> the Stalin Monument? I won't forget Moscow. <laughs> Under the uh, monument. Born in Moscow, uh, uh, immigrated with his family uh, overseas, here to North America, wherever these stories take place. Canada. Canada, excellent. To Vancouver. Uh... And because of his education in medicine, decided to become a nurse and worked very long days as a nurse. And one day upon returning home uh, during a very heavy rainstorm, uh, a delivery man uh, suddenly rushed up to him from his next door neighbors saying, I can't leave this package outside. Uh, It's pouring rain. Do you mind holding this package and delivering it to your neighbor for me? Uh, so Vigo says yes, brings the package inside, and proceeds for the next month every day to knock on his neighbor's door to try and deliver this package. And the neighbor never answers his door. After about a month, uh, Vigo, in frustration, tries to open the front door and discovers inside that his neighbor has been ritualistically murdered in some sort of occult Whoa. sacrifice, um, complete with goat's heads and pentagrams and what have you. A whole shebang. Um, distraught, Vigo, Vigo returns home and decides after a day or two to open the package. Yeah, uh, no, I would won't. not be opening that package after what I just saw. <laughs> that package, just throw it away. But, Vigo needs, <laughs> but Vigo, Vigo needs answers. He needs answers. So he opens the box and inside he finds very delicately packaged uh, a belt and a pair of gloves. Um, the belt... Uh, and the pair of gloves are both imbued with uh, some sort of technological power. The belt allows them to turn invisible, and the gloves are healing gloves. So then he becomes Dr. Gone, the invisible doctor that stalks the night healing people. Emergency rooms, crime scenes, what have you. Dr. Gone? Dr. Gone. That's awesome. So Vigo would have been part of the... Dr. Gone would have been part of the... uh... Beyond Comics. The Beyond Comics series. Yeah. 
And yeah, Dr. Gunn never led his own comic series. He was always a secondary character because he's yeah. the healer. Moira was always a supporting character in Tess's So do, do Ectornado and Dr. Gunn know each other? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm trying to force it upon <laughs> you. But you're both like, yeah, okay. You look trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we showed up to the same crime scene once. Although you didn't see me. Yeah, well, you didn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> we were both going, hmm, at the same time. And we were like, what? <laughs> when invisible characters meet. <laughs> <laughs> Easiest comic book to draw ever. Invisible <laughs> Just scenes. <laughs> yeah. Scenes and dialogue. That's all, that's all the episode. It was like a, 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 a widely, a critically acclaimed comic book because first superhero comic to ever not have a superhero <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, a, just a park bench with yeah. two speech bubbles. <laughs> um, so how, do we, how do we know one another? Have we formed a group yet or are we forming a group through the playing of so, today's? I have a question. Well, either. Is, the, is your, like, what's the, your origin? Uh, gimmick. So are they, are they like, but the they like supernatural or uh, I think some kind of high technology maybe supernatural thrown in okay. Um, okay so Dr. Gone Menorah Menorah yep. Tornado, and Lady Frost mm-hmm. okay and Lady Frost I forget does Lady Frost have a secret like is Moira her Moira Ardalane yeah right okay so she doesn't. She doesn't tell people that she is this like kick-ass person. She just is. Yeah. Well, she doesn't really tell anyone anything. Okay. So this is <clears throat> kind of feels like the like outsiders kind of group. We got one character who's sort of struggling to fit into this world, and one character who is. Not wanting to fit into this world. Yeah. Well, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I am a dirty lawyer? <laughs> yeah, well, she's realized that she was wrong <laughs> since then. I still feel like there's some vestigial... There might be. She might occasionally call Lady Frost slime. Yeah. It's okay, I mean that in a loving manner. <laughs> <laughs> she spent a lot of years trying to destroy lawyers. Just physically uh, destroying them with her sword. <laughs> <laughs> so other, other superheroes kept on stopping her. Yeah, and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, I'm destroying evil. And they're like, I know, they're evil, but like, not what are you that doing? kind of evil. <laughs> Can't just kill people. Since when? Yeah. Um, okay, so... That's her catchphrase, Tim. Why is that wrong? Why is that wrong? <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> So have we met already or not, guys? I think we're a team. I think. I mean, I think that. I think, I think, I think the that. string of. How did we team up? We met at a superhero convention. We have. We've Superheroes all, Anonymous. Yeah, like we're all there's struggling probably, with our problems. There's, there's, we're. There's like. You know, there's the premier team, right? I don't think we're the premier team. No. no. Like, we're not, like, the Justice League. No. Um, so, um, for some reason, with all these characters, there's a definite sort of tie to kind of like the, like you said, the the 
background not fitting in, dark, um, yes. a little bit more on the mystic side. Uh, we're going to put the game in Vancouver. Because uh, I, I like the idea of us being able to like use pictures and stuff from around the city and be like, this is where you are. Uh, I think that could be a lot of fun. And then it'll just be like this other sort of, no one has any issues with that. Yep. Cool. So my image is you guys operate out of one of the old, um, one of the old uh, brick lofts that are now in Gastown. I think Moira and might own a really nice ass place. Maybe, but I'm just talking about like like. So I have this image of like nighttime right outside the steam clock where the steam whistle is got going. And then it zooms up to like a loft near the near that area, and you guys kind of like are in this secret floor that doesn't exist on any uh, of the uh, maps and stuff. And the windows just like like it's part of one of the other floors, um, like a dimensional extra almost floor thirteen, if you will. And from that vantage point, you guys have all managed to like pull some resources together—not a lot, but a little bit. And you've kind of come up with this uh, sort of like, I don't know, like an occult defense force, if you will. So you work together on your off time to make sure that there's no massive uh, uh, infestation from the, uh, what were they called? The ESMM, the Evil Society of Mental Masters. That's what it is. <laughs> So I'd figure that you guys came together in episode one of, uh, I don't know, what would it be called? Floor 13. Episode one of Floor 13. Yeah. It's like a mini-series. And it's, it fits so well because, like, Vancouver never has a Floor 13 on any of the elevators. So you just four. like four. Let's go Floor 4. It's Floor yeah. 4. But does that work for one? Floor 4? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We might think of a better name. I like Floor 13. Floor 13 It better? flows better than yeah, Floor it does. 4, but I like the 4 reference. Oh! Floor for 13, but it's the 4th floor. Yeah, they call themselves Floor 13. <laughs> but they're on the 4th floor. Yeah. floor. <laughs> <laughs> does that work? Yep. Okay. Sure. Uh, and so it was a 4-issue miniseries um, that dealt with each character and how they got involved with the team. And... And every now and then, the team shows up in the main series. Does that work with everyone? Okay. Okay. Floor 13. Somewhere in Vancouver, Moira has, like, a really old, really awesomely creepy house, though. Oh, out in Caresdale. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the opening scene should be, like, some some, like, commentary block that's talking about, like the team assembles and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, mentions something about how we, we called ourselves Floor 13 because we wanted to be on the elusive 13th floor that doesn't exist. But this building actually had a 13th floor. <laughs> for, for some reason, just one of the buildings that has one, but it doesn't have the fourth floor. No, there's a fourth floor, but the elevator doesn't stop at it. You have to, like, there's, like, a secret hand imprint. Right. Or, I, I don't know, I guess that wouldn't really work with... Uh, I'll find a building for next time. Find one that has a 13th floor, but right. doesn't have a 4th floor. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing the issue called Gangbusters. Gangbusters. Well, when we get bored, we have to bust regular crime. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, if you're downtown, you're still going to hear this stuff, right? So yeah. Daredevil does that all the time. Exactly. Do you guys have a police scanner? Sorry, Batman. Do <laughs> 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 uh, we have a police scanner? Oh yeah, I think so. But it's an old, it's an old uh, stereophone. Like it's got the, uh, yeah, what, isn't that what the? What do they call? Uh, what? The old record players that used to have the big a phonograph. Stereo? Huh? A, a stenograph, steno. but the with like phonograph, the phonograph. Phonograph. phonograph, phonograph, not a stenograph. Yeah, <laughs> it looks lawyers. it looks like a phonograph. <laughs> You're the lawyers. You make <laughs> the contact with the radio signal when you put the needle down onto the disc. Yeah, then there's like it's attached to like some like glass tubes with like electric fucking yeah. Tesla coils. Like yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Can we have one of those instruments that that plays spooky music too? And it's been enchanted. No, no, it's the what are they? The the, the theram, theremin. Theremin, yeah. Theremin. You're that we've enchanted. enchanted a theremin to be playing anytime we walk in the room, all on its own. Um, How about it alerts us to intruders? Yes, if the theremin plays, there's an intruder. If, That's if amazing. Anyone other than us walks in, it starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The thermal alarm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have it enchanted to alert us. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. While in the base, uh, Ecto Tornado, Ecto Tornado, uh, where is it? Like a like a lush silk robe with an ascot. <laughs> <laughs> so you can always make out where he is. <laughs> the ascot changes color depending on his mood. Yeah. <laughs> No is he is he gonna paint on some eyebrows too so we can tell when he's frowning at us? Uh, no, he just put he does his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Bones. Yeah. I'm I, really angry right now. Yeah. Does he the finger now. bones away from the fingers? <laughs> like literally his finger bones just detach from his fingers they and they up. up to be eyebrows. I was I was I, I came, really I pissed off this. it's his middle fingers that hold up. <laughs> I came this close to making at stretching power so I could like make his bones all like reconfigure into different shapes and stuff. <laughs>